Welcome back to Naturally Supernatural, everybody. We hope you guys have been encouraged by the last few episodes on season two. Today, our episode will be a little bit different as you guys will be hearing Pastor Tom's Christmas message entitled The Christmas Tree. So hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, greetings. This is Pastor Tom here saying Merry Christmas to all of you listening. Uh, This is a special time of the year and everybody's just getting really busy uh, preparing for Christmas and just I just want to welcome all of you to Graceville TV and welcome to Graceville Church. Now today I have a message for you called a Christmas tree. Right? So, you know, Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of people, right? And when I was young, at the age of 14, I came to Jesus and I was born again and I was living in Malaysia. So it was a whole new experience when I was in Malaysia. Um, Number one, we don't have any winter. (laughs) So we don't have any pine trees and all the Christmas trees look really foreign to me. And when I came to Christ, uh, one of the the most looked to event for me was uh, Christmas. and I was uh, really excited before Christmas and would always attend a Christmas party in somebody else's home because uh, at that time my family was not, uh, you know, they were not believers yet. So uh, we didn't have any Christmas tree in the house. So I would always go to somebody else's house. And, and so I think most people have similar experiences, right? It has somewhat become a tradition, like you look forward to it and it has become a tradition. You know, you have your your cakes and your fruits and your all those goodies uh, that you get during Christmas time. So, in fact, most people today have been commercialized into believing Christmas is a day of gift exchanges and big parties, right? I'm sure right now you're having parties, even listening to this. And so many have forgotten the fundamental reason or even know why we celebrate Christmas Day. So let's find out, shall we? I mean, that's why we're here, right? And, you know, to understand fully uh, about Christmas and Christmas Day, let's first look at the documented historical events. Number one, Christmas Day is a day when Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem. A real person, Jesus, son of Joseph and Mary, born in a real place called Bethlehem more than 2,000 years ago, right? In fact, census were taken during the birth and we read in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 2, it correlates to the date of the nativity of Jesus to the census of Quirinius. Now, Quirinius was the governor of Syria at that time. And in those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus of the Roman Empire that all the world should be registered. And so this was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So we know that this is non-fictional, right? Uh, Historically, Syria is a real place. Emperor Augustus was real. The governor, Quirinius, was real. So you go, okay, so what's this all about, Pastor Tom? So they're real, so what? So what is it? Who was he to me? Who was Jesus to me? Why was he born? What's the significance of his birth? 
How's he important to me? How does it add value to me? Right? That's a legit question, you know? And, but to find out, we need to go further back. You say, well, wait, we, you already said we have gone back 2,000 years. Yeah, we got to go further back, right? We got to go further back to understand even before Jesus' birthday. Now, Jesus' birth was prophesied by many prophets, okay? But one of the ones that stood out for me was by the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah, 700 years ago, almost 700 years ago, prophesied the birth of Jesus in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6 to 7, in the New King James Version, we read one of the most uh, read passages during Christmas season. And uh, by most churches, we would read, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And we would always stop at that. But let me read the whole entire passage to you so that you understand why Isaiah was prophesying about the birth of Jesus. Now, it goes like this. From Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government, now pay attention to the word government, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, again the word government, and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And that's found in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. It's the most read, right? During the Christmas season. However, it's not the most understood. Prophet Isaiah prophesied of the coming of the child Jesus. Now here we find some of the answers to the questions we had asked earlier. We know from Isaiah there was a specific purpose why Jesus was born. We know he was given. It wasn't that we asked for him. He was given, right? By whom? By God. So it was not a random birth. Let's go back to Isaiah 9, 6, 7. New King James Version to find out more. Now what is intriguing is Isaiah mentioned there will be no end to his kingdom. So obviously he has a kingdom. Now if he has a kingdom, he is the king of the kingdom. And that the government is on his shoulder. Wow. Now I don't know about you, but if the government is on my shoulder, I'm the one carrying the government. So if the government it's on his shoulder. He's the one carrying the government, right? And that government is on his shoulder. So his kingdom is with a government that's totally carried by him. He is the government. <laughs> he is the source. Now, Jesus, the child, was given to us. He was sent for a specific mission for a godly purpose. His was not an ordinary birth. In fact, he was given. In the Gospel of Luke and Matthew, we read of how he was conceived. Angel, you know how he was conceived? Angel Gabriel showed up before Mary. <laughs> and he announced to Mary, the mother of Jesus, that 
he had found that she had found favor with God. Now the word favor in the Greek is charis. Charis is where we get the word grace translated from. So she's found grace with God. So in other words, grace was sent through Mary for the salvation of the world. We all know if we are true to ourselves, we know that we need help, right? Now, why would you say, you know, why would we need salvation? Save, save us from what? <laughs> you know, right? But if we actually sit down and in a quiet and ponder and reflect on our lives, we know that we need help. Amen? The world, even as I'm preaching, is going through a, a novel pandemic. And much worse things are happening in the world. Famine, war, it is just terrible things are happening. Now, how many of you know that Jesus is grace? That grace has a name. His name is Jesus. His birth actually was an invasion of God's grace, the invisible kingdom of God, into the physical realm, the world. Did you just hear me? It was an invasion. It was like the invisible kingdom of God. God over here, love us so much, came in, broke through that realm, and invaded earth. God's love for us was so intense. The heavens poured out its best, Jesus Christ, to help us to redeem us from being forever lost without purpose due to what happened in Eden when Adam and Eve fell. Now, the original plan that God had planned, the original purpose, let's put it this way, was for Adam to rule in the extension of God's invisible kingdom in the physical created by God called earth. Ruling and having dominion over physical earth as it is in the spiritual heaven where God is. God is in heaven, right? Amen? Our Father who art in heaven. So, when Adam fell from God's grace in the Garden of Eden, oh, remember the word grace is also favor, sin entered the world and darkness ruled the world. Adam got disconnected from God and he was without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He got disconnected. The favor of God, the grace of God, disconnected. It became so sinful that at one point in the book of Genesis, in chapter 6, we find God was so grieved. The Bible says God was so grieved. God has emotion. He was so grieved. He wanted to destroy all that he had created on earth. However, because of his love for us, we find in Genesis 6, verse 8, it said, God found favor in Noah. The same word. The same word we read in the book of Luke and Matthew when Gabriel, angel Gabriel, announced to Mary that she has found favor with God. Same word, charis, was found in Genesis 6. God found favor in Noah. And let me read to you what Genesis said. Genesis 6, verse 8. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent 
of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was so sorry, so was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I have made them. And here's the best part. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Every time right, we read that, that same word favor, right, we read that in the book of Luke and Matthew that was announced over Mary by angel Gabriel. Every time we're just about to mess up, big time, God will look for that one person, one person that's righteous and finds favor in that person to do what? To change our hearts, to turn us or make us turn into to Him again, right? So <clears throat> both cases are separate, right? Both Mary's case and Noah's case are both separate cases, but connected because when humanity was at the brink of self-destruction, God, who loves us, who included us in his original plan, found favor in those two, Noah and Mary, to bring about a change of heart for his children. Who are his children? Us. To turn back to him, to discover our purpose in him again. Right? So many times I tell people, even today, while having lunch with some friends, I said, you can choose anything in your life. But you know what? You cannot choose the purpose in your life. Only God can. So every time we celebrate Christmas, notice, the message is one of unconditional love. God's unconditional love. The love of the Father who is in heaven for His children here on earth. His children sent here for what purpose? To be groomed to be kings, to co-rule with him. Where is he? He's in heaven. So we're here, right? On earth as it is in heaven. We're to co-rule with him, right? And to bring about transformation, right? To bring about transformation through and by his grace, Jesus. So we will be able to answer the questions we all have in our hearts. All this while, we have questions. We as humans, we have questions. Don't, don't kid ourselves saying, I don't have no questions about life. You do. Right? We all have needs in our hearts. Like we want to know, do we have a purpose? Do I have a purpose? If you're sitting at home right now listening, you, you probably are asking yourself, staring at a Christmas tree and going, you know, this presence looks really nice, but do I have a purpose in all of this? The pandemic is happening, but... Do I have a purpose in all of this? Where did I come from? That's another question that we always ask ourselves. What value do I have? You know, imagine you're at work or school and you're not selected to participate in a certain project. You will turn around and question yourself and say, what value do I have? How come I'm not chosen? Am I significant? You know, sometimes friends of yours who are not... Um, operating as a powerful person, would sometimes get mad at you and not talk to you or your spouse or somebody say, you know, I'm going to teach him a lesson and I'm not going to talk to him for a week. 
And all of a sudden you ask yourself, am I significant in this relationship? And if you don't have a role to play, you will ask, am I important? Is there a meaning to my life? I mean, lately, <laughs> we've been hearing about space travel, right? We hear all these people trying to travel somewhere far away. Why? Because they want to discover if there's a meaning to our life. Are we the only one here? Or is there life beyond the stars? Am I fulfilled, you would ask? Did I achieve what people see as fulfillment? Did I get that car that I wanted to get? Or if I have the sense of power, right? Do I have a sense of power? A lot of people think they have a sense of power until they get diagnosed by their doctor saying that they have some critical or uh, some illness that is, that is uh, critical. And then they feel powerless. It's harder to control. Then you ask the same question most people ask. If I have a sense of power, am I successful? You may ask, right? So all these questions of needs came from when Adam fell. <laughs> Adam, who took from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the fruit from the tree of knowledge, he had knowledge, but he did not have understanding anymore because he was disconnected from the wisdom of God to have understanding. You have a lot of knowledge. You may have a lot of knowledge. You may have knowledge on space travel. You may have knowledge on how to start a business. But if you don't have the understanding, then you have a lot of questions. To understand the problems that I've just spoken earlier, now, to answer those questions we have in our lives, we must first know the solution that Jesus showed us. Any problem, doesn't matter what problem you have in your life, you first must understand the solution that Jesus showed us. If you understand the solution, you will know what the problem is. You see? It's not the other way around. So, when we really ask ourselves, why? We ask those questions about Jesus. Why did he come? Uh, why, how would it affect me? Why would I care? I should just have the Christmas tree and not know the history about it. And not know the fundamental truth behind that tree. Why should I care? Why was he sent? What was his role for me? We can also ask those same questions about ourselves. That's right. Who am I? Why was I sent? What is my purpose? What is your purpose? Do you know? Well, my purpose, you may say, my purpose is to raise up my family, my wife. No, those guys are there to help you achieve your purpose. They're not your purpose. What is your purpose? Right? So you may ask, when am I going to see success? When? Pastor Tom, when am I going to see success? Or you may say, oh, I, I'm successful, I'm a doctor. Or a pilot. But let me remind you, that's what you do, that's not who you are. 
<laughs> you know, you see, darkness have covered our true identity when Adam fell. We're truly children of God, loved by our Father in heaven. The fact is, when we look at the Christmas tree today, we most likely just see the presents underneath the tree. I don't blame you, right? We have lost the true message of the Christmas tree. It is a message of hope. When darkness had befallen the earth after the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, God's infinite love has been pursuing us. God never let up. His perfect love, Jesus, broke through and invaded earth on Christmas Day. Hallelujah. All because He loves us. Right? Now, each one of you listening out there, if you're alone during this COVID season and you're by yourself and getting locked down, wherever you're listening from, you could be in Europe right now. It's a big lockdown right now. And feeling down, let me remind you, let me remind you to look at your Christmas tree again from a different perspective from a godly perspective. And you may say, you know, Pastor Tom, I don't even have a Christmas tree. What are you talking about? Listen, you have your devices. You're watching this. Google it. Google a picture of the Christmas tree. And I'm telling you, look at that Christmas tree in a different way. You may not have presents this year. No one's coming. But I want you to look at that Christmas tree and renew your mind. And think, what? is the purpose of that tree. God sent His only Son in the Spirit into the earthly child, became flesh, so that He could die on the cross for us and as us and redeem us at the cross. So that we may be born again into a royal family. That's who you really are. When Adam got disconnected, and as his children got disconnected, and their children and children and children got disconnected, they've forgotten who they really are, children of God. God is the King of heaven. He wants us to again co-rule with him eternally here on earth as it is in heaven. That's just so amazing, right? See. Once we unwrap ourselves, once we get to know our true identity and discover our true identity, unwrap yourself, we will discover that we are truly the real presence under the tree. The Christmas tree symbolizes the family tree of God. Jesus, the bright and morning star at the very top. And that family tree they were born into the royal tree. You know, Jesus at one time in John 15 says, unless you're grafted, <laughs> you can do nothing. Right? He says, I'm the vine, you're the branch. Unless you're grafted, you're coming into that family. You can do nothing because you're lost. You don't even know who you are. You stare at a Christmas tree year after year after year and you don't understand the true fundamental truth why the tree is there. 
So I hope that this message will give you comfort and joy during this Christmas season. Know that you're loved by God. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and whomever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus, who was conceived in His mother Mary through an immaculate conception, is the grace of God, the hope of glory, the King in the kingdom of God. He was sent with the government of heaven on His shoulders so that we will have peace again. Why peace? The peace that was lost when Adam fell. The peace between man and God. The reconciliation of God and man. And only through Jesus. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Only through Him can we get reconciled again with God. Reconciliation, meaning knowing who you really are. Your Abba Father in heaven, and you're a child of God. Amen? And that is the Christmas story. Truly, that is the good news of the kingdom of heaven. My encouragement to you is to focus on Jesus. He is our Lord and Savior. When you acknowledge this, you will start to unwrap yourselves. Remember, you are the true presence, made perfect by God the Father, sent here to earth to bless God by co-ruling with Him, here and to bless others, to serve others, so that many will come to know the true story of the Christmas tree again, that He is a good Father. Amen. So I bless you with this gift of a message today, and I hope from today forth you will see the tree in a different light. So bless you, Merry Christmas, and bless your family. See you next time. If you guys have enjoyed that teaching from Pastor Tom, you can also head on over to Graceful TV on YouTube to hear the rest of the Kingdom of God teaching series, which this message is a part of. On behalf of the Naturally Supernatural team, we would like to greet you all a very Merry Christmas and see you next time. <laughs>